Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Happy post-Thanksgiving. Happy post-Thanksgiving to you, too. No, it, was, it was a fine Thanksgiving. We, we had uh, food and, and things. All, and all the relatives left. They're all gone now. Well, Every last one of them. Well, wait, what? <clears throat> There's a... What? Wait, <clears throat> what's that? It's what's... a new special guest. <laughs> it's a new special guest. It's someone who is a published writer. Ooh. Someone that I actually know. What? I know. Well, that's... Great. And uh, she and she created both of us. What the? It's our mother. It's our mom. Hi, mom. Hi. Yay. Hello. Hello. Our number one fan. Yes. <laughs> She's listened possibly to all the episodes, which is a considerable maybe. percentage. All thereof. right. All right. So a good chunk. A representative a fair chunk. number. So we have to figure out which ones she didn't listen to. And, and do uh, those sequels. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We just I was redo told them there would be no math. Ah, fine. Um, yes. And uh, before we get into all that, uh, what does this podcast do, Kate? Uh, we talk about our relatives and food. Yes. The end. And children's books and picture books. Picture oh, right. Books. Yes, right. picture books. Right. Yes. We talk about them. And what do we determine about them, Kate? Whether they're good. Yep. Or... Not right, <laughs> and uh, we tend to do classic classics or not classic classics, but they all have to be fairly old to a certain extent ish, ish, I would say, <clears throat> fairly old. <clears throat> yes. Is this being I do you feel attacked? I, <laughs> she feels personally attacked, I think. Yes. Nothing new, nothing, nothing new. new over 20 years, right? Over 20 years, today's book. I should say, uh, is done as a hat tip to mom who has been asking us to do it for a very long time. And which we were not going to do. Admiral uh, Akbar say. says, this is a trap. Yes. And uh, this book came out in 1979. And we have done the illustrator before. Uh, and I'll just, I'll just say that we did a, a book called Miss Rumpheus uh, that this illustrator did. I'm going to pull the book out of my bag now. Oxcart Man by Donald Hall. Illustrated by Barbara Cooney. Yes, Barbara Cooney, who was Miss Rumpheus. If you remember, that was the one about the old lady with the lupins. Lupins. Oh, lupins. There were lots of lupins. Sure. Which, that's a flower. Yeah, it is. That's all I remember. It's fine. <laughs> that's okay. We'll see how much you retain from this one. Okay. Okay. Go read that book. All right. All right. While Kate does her read, uh, we're going to talk about the behind the scenes of... Well, how do you, how much do you know about this book? I know a fair amount about this book. Tell me tell me something you know about this book, Mom. I know that with the money from its Caldecott, because oh. the, the writer gets the same money as the illustrator does, though the award is for illustration. This is true. I know that Donald Hall built an entire bathroom with that money, <laughs> and anyone who's ever dealt with it knows bathrooms cost the most. They do. And... <laughs> He had a plaque put over the doorway that said the Caldecott Room. Okay, I think 
I now want to interview all the Caldecott winners and find out what they used the money for. Oh, yes. How many were bathrooms? What percentage went to bathrooms? If you're living in your grandparents' house that was their parents' house, probably the plumbing is something that could be more elegant. (laughs) Now, were you aware that this was a poem before he turned it into a picture I'm absolutely aware, and the poem was very different from this book. How was the poem different from this book? Well, for one thing, it ran in the New Yorker. Okay, that's right. October 17th, 1977. But the entire tone was different. Yes. In, In the... In the poem, he had no family. That's it right. Was one lone New Hampshire farmer sort of living in this endless cycle of just barely getting Did by. you write the Slate article that I read about this? Yes. Uh, no, but I read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, you know very well this story. Yes, it was an endless cycle. It, and it is an endless cycle, but in the circle of life, slightly better than it was the last cycle of optimism yes. in the in the actual book. More to the point for me personally, when this appeared on Reading Rainbow, back when both of my daughters were teensy babes. Read it, by Lorne Green. It was read by <laughs> Lorne Green in that beautiful pre... Before we had James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. we had Lorne Green. And Lorne Green read it in the most beautiful, soothing... And just as I, my friend with whose favorite book was Owl Moon discovered yes. when she read that beautiful, soothing book to her children, <laughs> small children hear soothing, beautiful, and call back, boring. Yes, they, yes, they did. And, I, on the, and because my eldest was, was, was not crazy about it, what? it's possible that my youngest oh. never was exposed to it, and yet... Like your and youngest yet, ever listened to one thing that the oldest ever said uh, <laughs> in no, terms but, of books. And yet, genetics being what they are, I will not be surprised if Kate's response when she comes back in is not <laughs> boring. <laughs> well, you will notice I am over here and she is over there. So that's her, man. That's well, she all can't hit me, on her. So. She can't blame that on me. Yeah. No. I, I would agree. And I should say, I should talk a little bit about Barbara Cooney. Uh, the style, I would say, is is meant to sort of replicate painting on wood, uh, sort of an early American style. I should say, Paul Ozolinsky actually did paint an entire book on wood, uh, Swamp Angel, which warped and was really hard to get images off of. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So apparently painting on wood oh. is super hard. <laughs> A lot of people just fake it with digital these days. Uh, like uh, Children Make Terrible Pets by Peter Brown is meant to look like it's painted on wood, but is not, in fact. So, yes. I, I, but she did not apparently paint on wood. She just made it look like she did, which was, I guess, the better way to go on that one. A lot of classical paintings of the Renaissance were painted on panel. Yeah. But I suspect that was its own little art form right there. I'm what sure you treated it in some way yeah. prior to it to keep it mm. from warping, but I just, I don't know how you... Well, would. they didn't have central heat. And, and they didn't too have many, heating. Too many variables, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, and I love Paul Zielinski's work, so that was particularly heartbreaking. It's a beautiful book, too, I should say. Swamp Angel's a great book. We have not done it yet because I don't think it's been out long enough at oh, this Kate point. Zielinski's a style that Kate will like. I wouldn't bet my... Oh, no, we've done two Zielinski's yeah, already. We I did know. Rapunzel. We did uh, I listen. Rumpelstiltskin. But, yeah, we haven't done... Swamp Angel's a strange one. I, I would enjoy doing that one. Yeah. And, of course, this book won the Caldecott Award in 1980. As you say, he then named his bathroom. 
And we're back. <laughs> what? What? Oh, where? It'd, where? It'd oh. be so weird if mom had predicted that reaction. A mother knows her daughters. <laughs> you loved it. I can't roll my eyes <laughs> further back than this. <laughs> it's physically impossible, but yet you try. That's there's, where it counts. There's a real good reason why we've never done this book. <laughs> Is there? Is there a reason I haven't ever Does brought this book to you in any way, shape, yes. or form? Yes. Mm. And it ends with oaring. <laughs> children, children, children. Let's go through it, shall By we? By the way, she oh, blamed let's... me if you didn't like it. No, I she did not. Like, I just said I didn't I... like it as a kid, and therefore you wouldn't. Therefore you, you wouldn't didn't like it. Oh, I have. Yeah. I have adult reasons now why I don't <laughs> like this go. book. See, but you didn't remember me. it, right? No, it, it did not get exposed much because Betsy didn't like it. For the same reason, I predicted that you would. I liked not it like fun it fun on reading Rainbow. Let's let's get into it. All, all right, right, all right, go ahead. So we actually probably should have done this book last month because it takes place October. In October, I know, but maybe he's walking home in November. So. It's New Hampshire. It's their October is going to feel like our November. Yeah. Well, well he's not wearing a coat in that picture. I don't know. You're right. The he's the working. leaves are changing and they're falling. I mean, it's still and, fall. And we meet this man and his family, and he has. Um, an ox with a cart. He has an ox with a cart. <laughs> and he, uh, no you know, I have a friend who every time like they watch a movie and someone said the title of the movie in the movie, I do they it. go like, <laughs> oh, I, I go, so, oh, oh, did you get it? I got I once it. saw a musical called The Colleen Bomb where they just began with them all going, The Colleen Bomb. I was like, every movie should do that. Just The Matrix at the beginning of oh, every it's film. In, yeah. in Hocus Pocus when he goes, it's all just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. Anyway, so we got this man with an ox in a cart, and he fills up stuff. So, <laughs> so he's he's got, he's got a wife and a, some kids. And this page, I was like, oh, this is why mom likes the book. Because they all talk about sheep and what they do with the sheep's wool. Like, they pack the wool, and they the wife... Wolves, 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 wolves. I know. Oh, I'm just gonna she stand wolves. here and let you be going. You just keep going doing that. Yeah. She does things on a loom. She does stuff on a loom. And uh, the daughter weaves. Woman weaves. Weaves. Yeah. The daughter knits mittens, but the entire page it ends with, and he sheared the sheep in April. From sheep sheared in April. From sheep sheared in April. And I'm like, if I remember nothing from this book. It will be that sheep get sheared in April. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. I, I was going to ask, when does this take place? Like late 1700s, early 1800s? Because I mean, it's sort of, yeah. Yeah. I'll was, say yes. There's no time here. It's But just so people get an idea. Yeah, what, the, 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 the style. We're not talking about women in pants here. This no, is this, is, this is like... At first I thought I he was Amish. a little post-revolution. No. Possibly maybe. pre possibly pre yeah it could be pre too anyway do, do, are we clear that sheep get sheared in april I, is that i wrote it down in my notes did you write it three times i did not i <laughs> well, need to do you, that well, thank you, you. Should. I, I should yeah so they they pack up some candles that they made and some shingles he split and uh he packed some birch brooms birch that, brooms that the 10 year old son made with a they, borrowed kitchen knife and they, he's packing up his car is sad what? A borrowed kitchen knife. I know. Knife. He didn't even have his own kitchen knife. 
Well, borrow I, it. How do you borrow it inside your own family? Never mind. Carry on. Anyways, or someone's a neighbor. He's right? packing this cart that is very small, mind you. And yeah. I'm like, how are they all gonna fit in this thing? This is <laughs> and pack up all this stuff. But as I can see, uh, he's also packing up potatoes that they, they dug from the garden, and a, like a barrel of apples, and uh, a wooden box of maple sugar. And goose feathers that the children collected from the barnyard geese. <laughs> Which is not how you, you don't go around picking them yeah. up. You you yeah. grab a goose, unfortunately. Don't you just grab a goose? Yeah. And and you get the down that they're molt. You do not. How do you get do down you want to, a goose? I want an illustration of a kid grabbing all of a goose and saying, <laughs> come here. I think <laughs> unfortunately. Well, because a goose isn't going to let you do nothing to yeah. it. That's why they're that so That would have been a great illustration. That would have been a great illustration. Instead, they no, molt. They molt. We just dinosaurs. have them packing up apples and packing <laughs> up maple sugar liturgy brooms and <laughs> turnips the calming repetition oh it's definitely that and then <laughs> and then we get to the smartest page which is when you see that they've packed up the cart and then the uncart man walks next to the cart i'm a little confused by that myself for 10 days That's 10 days of walking however in the illustration you have the Daughter and son at the bottom of the hill waving goodbye to their father. Meanwhile, the wife is at the top of the hill going, I'm not going to go down that hill. I'm going to have to go right back up. Are you nuts? So she's I got up a the, baby here. She's up at the top being like, yeah, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm not going to go down this hill and come back up. You oh. crazy You man. kids want to run down the hill, you go crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so, right. So they go over valleys, or he goes over valleys and streams. Very, very New england Very and- New england New Hampshire. So he's got a time limit. It could snow at any point here. Right. Well, he gets to uh Portsmouth and the Portsmouth market, and here I have a question. Sure. He comes across a market where you know people are they have stands where they're selling things. There's a meat stand named Charles Porteous. Hmm. Who is Charles Porteous? I do not know. Did you look it up? I tried and I couldn't find anything. Mom, is that a Donald Hall in joke? Ah, uh, no, it's a, or is it, it would be a Barbara Cooney in joke? I looked up Charles Porteous Barbara Cooney and nothing came up. Mm. I'm going to be ashamed of if myself you, for this one. Dear, dear listeners, know anything about the Barbara Cooney reference? If you've uh, stayed awake through this part of the book <laughs> <laughs> and you've reached this point, let us know. <laughs> So I'm just wondering, it took him 10 days to get here. He so where did he sleep? Where did he shower? He's in, shower? I assume he, well, he's not yeah. showering. Shower? I assume he slept in the car, What are you, right? 21st century or something? <laughs> right. So he must have stunk, right? Well, so, everyone But stinks. people are everyone buying stinks. his wool. He's got his, so many layers his, on, no one could possibly tell. They're buying his mittens. They're buying his candles. He's not even noticing the kid that is stealing his apples from the barrel. Uh, the child has not succeeded yet. Oh, he's going to. There's a hand on that apple, and he's looking at it like, oh, that's mine. And look at these kids with shifty eyes in the back. They're like, do it, man. Do it. Just take it. You just don't trust He's not going to notice because he's selling a neon green shawl that's totally of the times. (laughs) Actually, from natural dyes and... That's nettles, man. uh, Nettles and indigo. Yeah. Yeah. Indigo probably is... A subtle reference to the slave trade a, he's this, engaged in. This is a neon green going on. This is screaming 80s. We're talking chartreuse here, yeah. <laughs> so, right. So he's selling all of the stuff. The goose feathers, the maple sugar. Then he sells 
the ox cart. Yeah, apparently. Which he I'm just, like, he didn't make that. Whoa, I guess. Whoa, whoa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he made that. Yeah. Why are you selling it? <laughs> are you an? And then money. And, and then he sells the ox. <laughs> he does sell the ox. Why? Would you sell the thing He's got another that is home. helping you make money? <laughs> Let's think. Um, more money. money. More money. Here's the thing: if he had held on to that, because spoiler alert, he has another ox. He could send <laughs> two oxes and sell twice as much stuff. No. What? He, he is not a very smart businessman. I don't know. He needs someone else to lead. His son's too young to lead the other and ox. Do you know? So. The cycle <laughs> of nature. The great cycle of nature. Do you know what he does with that money? Now, here you have... Oh, wait. You missed You missed the He worst. kisses the ox on the nose. That's he, oh, the, I'm sorry. He kisses the ox on the <laughs> yeah. nose. That's the one flaw in the book. No, no, no one person's going to do that. Can disgusting. I tell you what he yeah. does with the money that he got from Not selling the, the ox? Money, but some of the selling money. Selling the ox cart. Yes. Selling all of that stuff that his children and his wife have made. Yes. Do you know what he gets? What's he get? Two pounds of peppermint candies. <laughs> one pleasure in they life. Have what else no does he sugar. get? What else does he, he get? He also gets an iron kettle to hang over the fire, mm-hmm. an embroidery needle, mm-hmm. not a kit, just a needle. A needle, which one tells you needle. how, how rare and expensive they and were. A, and a knife to carve birch brooms. Now they, they don't have to borrow the neighbor's knife. kitchen knife anymore. Right. You would have thought he would have gotten a lot more money. But he's, he's no, no, got he, to he pay didn't taxes. spend it all. It he says has to he buy has, salt. It says he has the rest of his coins in his pocket when he's walking home. It does say that on the next page. I, I checked taxes. that. It says, then he walked home with a needle, and, and, and coins, coins still, in his, still in his pocket. So he didn't spend everything. But he is an awful businessman. <laughs> Who put this man in charge? Get that wife to be the one in charge because she will be able to haggle her way through everything. I know it. You said two oxes, you get twice as much money. Then Idiot. you don't have any ox for the next year. Uh, so frustrating. I am. Uh. He's probably plowing with the remaining ox. Oh, he probably is plowing with the remaining ox. So he walks back. That's pretty. With all of his stuff. In a beautiful sunset or ten. Yeah, maybe ten. it took 10 days. At this maybe, point, I do wonder where he's Maybe sleeping. it was faster yeah. because he didn't have the ox. Probably. That's the true. Oh, true. Maybe he did it in a week. And That's uh, right. It doesn't say how long it takes him to get back. Yeah, he gets home and uh, and he gives all the gifts to his family. And he starts making make a life new... just that little bit better. Yeah, they start making everything from scratch again. And I'm like, if you had just held on to the ox that had the yoke you wouldn't have to make a new one what are you gonna do in the winter uh, right well yeah he makes a new one he saws new planks for the cart he can't farm he splits new shingles all winter and then i look at this illustration of the mother on the spinning wheel and i go mother is this a good illustration of a woman on a spinning wheel yes because in this picture she is spinning linen which if I were the poor woman, I would be doing in the summer and spinning the wool in the winter. But how can you tell it's linen? Because she has a a distaff, a sticky up thing that keeps all of the linen fibers straight and parallel. You can see the linen there. And you can feed them off of that onto the... That's absolutely a good illustration. Points to Barbara Cooney. Yeah, it's one of the rare but it's good wool. spinning wheels in children's picture books. We know how we have that guy who always keeps track of like pipes yep. in children's books. We need the spinning wheel, spinning wheels Instagram in account. In this t- yes, this makes two good yeah. ones. This and Paul Zielinski. Yeah, this, this page though bothers me because the placemat or the 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 rug pretty, that's pretty on elegant. the ground 
but the it's it's not correctly. You wouldn't have it. It would be more flat. It wouldn't be sticking down like that. The the way that the illustrator made the rug bothers uh, me. Faux primitive uh, perspective. Yeah, the perspective sure, is completely wrong when you look at the perspective of the other rug in the same room. Nice yeah. locker hooking though. Anyway. I think she's invoking something. And they're making candles, and then they tap maples from the trees and march. Now here's the real question and, you should ask: Is this how you shear a sheep? Because it looks like it's what, what do they what little... do they what do they do in April, Betsy? Oh. <laughs> You're right. They shear sheep. So here they are shearing the sheep. In case you forgot, people, this is number four. Four times they've mentioned this now. Shearing the sheep, uh, where they're just holding onto the sheep, and you got some shearers. Yeah, it, it looks like a weird shearing. They're making it a two-person job. Too. Sheep yeah. shearing is the a daughter's skill. holding the head, yeah. which is gonna bite her hands off. They I don't, don't have teeth they're on the top. Of, yeah, um, the sheep shearing is a specialist act art. Yeah. And this man is a generalist. Yeah. Okay. We're lucky that stuff's coming off at all. Well, they're, and they're then you know they're picking. Oh, how uh, pretty. Oh yeah. yes, it's very pretty. And then Apple oh blossoms. look, then there's geese dropping feathers, soft as clouds. The end. She loved it. That's, she did. She loved it so much. She's hiding it, but she loved I it. I know she Are we is. at ratings yet? Hmm? What? Yes, we're at ratings. Uh, yeah, well, who should begin with the ratings? You go first. Okay, so it is, uh, you know, in... Okay, so there's there's different <laughs> kinds of Caldecott winners, and there's the Caldecott winners the adults love, and there's the Caldecott winners the kids love, and then there's the Caldecott winners that both the adults and the kids love. And I hate to say it, but I think this might be falling into the category of the Caldecott winners that the adults love. Much like, I would say, William Blake's in. Uh, there are certain Caldecott winners that just... Let the record show this proves that my daughters are not adults. I, I haven't even rated it yet. Please, <laughs> madam, madam. I'm simply saying um, that an ideal picture book combines both things, ideally. Um, in this particular case, it's a beautiful book with beautiful writing. Um, I would agree. I, I am a little biased because I did listen to the reading Rainbow reading uh, quite a bit as a child. It's beautifully illustrated, and there is a cadence and a rhythm to the language. However, because cadence. of the rhythm, because of the uh, lack of let's say child appeal, I'm just going to give it a rather relatively low 6.5. Mother, you go next. Well, what you didn't learn, you didn't address the illustrations at all. You were so taken with the text. She didn't like the rug. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Keep <you> going. Go. <laughs> um, I, you know, Lauren Green did have a lovely voice, mm. and I've got to say, I'd give it an eight. All right. You, so you like it, but it, for you, it's not a 10 out of 10. Very few things are. I listen to this show on a regular basis. I have yet to hear a 10 out of 10. The closest we got was Very Hungry Caterpillar, I believe. That was a 9. That was a 9, The, yeah, the yeah. Earth would quit turning on its axis if a 10 ever happened. So We should um, have a person who just says 10 someday on this show. That would be fantastic. What if, like, the next book, no matter what it is, I just say 10? 10, it's a perfect I will throw phrase. this microphone at you. Uh, I, would, I would pay money <laughs> so, to see So that. you give it an 8. I give it an 8. I because stand Because you it. like the writing, you like the illustrations, you like the story. I like the old model. And I like anyone who can turn what began as a poem into an entire bathroom, which is what he did with his share of the Caldecott money. Oh, okay. I think that's a good use And you mind. like the spinning wheel. It's it a good know, spinning wheel. It's an accurate I'm spinning wheel. I'm not going wheel. to argue that. That's a good spinning wheel. And you wheel. like that sheep are sheared in April. Okay. So... <laughs> Here's my review. <clears throat> it's so boring. 
It's got a big shiny metal, but this is not my kind of art. I I think the father is getting ripped off, but at the same time, he's not a good businessman. I it is obviously not a classic for me. I'm giving it a four. It would be lower. But mom is getting rid of more and more of my inheritance with every word that I'm speaking. <laughs> so I'll your leave it. Millions of dollars are slipping through your fingers as but we But you speak. gave it a 6.5. And my four, which means it is just barely oh, a classic. Oh, look, mom. 18 divided by 18.5 divided by two. It, it's, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's yeah. just three. Oh, yeah. divided by three. It's just barely a classic. All right. Yay. Uh. <laughs> um, grown up things we like. Uh, the guest should go first. Guest! The guest has no originality, except she's running behind the curve here, and it's not original, but it's true. Ted Lasso. I have now seen all of season one of Ted Lasso, and it just is the the show that we all need so desperately right now. Somehow I need to see season two, though I suspect my semi-disinherited youngest daughter may climb back onto the inheritance list through let's just say the ability to see this mm-hmm. and uh then we can all anticipate season three together and then life will be empty and meaningless again yep pretty marvelous much. marvelous <laughs> yes i agree i agree mine is lemon boy this is a if you live in a college town you may be aware of lemon boy this is a taiwanese uh chain uh it looks like just a regular bubble tea place it is not it is very interesting if you would like honeycomb shaped waffles with little balls inside you know basically shaped balls uh of that you just eat on the street it can provide that but it's best known for its salted cheese drinks and you say to me that sounds terrible and i tell you it's weird but it's not terrible uh, basically it has instructions on the wall when you come in on how to use the top for these drinks. What you do is you take the little lemon boy head and you move him to another hole on the lid and then you drink and the salted cheese. So I got a salted cheese with chocolate drink and the salted cheese is, does not taste like cheese. First of all, it is a slightly salty drink that you taste first and then you get the chocolate. So basically the lid makes it so that every time you drink, you get a bit of the salt before the sweet every single time. It's a miracle of modern engineering. Uh, would I get it again? I would not, but <laughs> I am glad that I got it once. And it is very strange and very interesting and everyone should try it. So salted cheese drinks at Lemon Boy. Okay. Um, I just got back from Orlando where I did something for the first time, which was I went on their Ferris wheel. Um, if you are in Orlando and you want to see a beautiful view of the city, go to Icon Park where you can get on their Ferris wheel. It is 400 feet tall. It is 3 million pounds of steel. It is the tallest wheel on the east side of the U.S. Um, it moves at a moving speed of one mile per hour. Watch out, folks. It is crazy fast. Wow. <laughs> It's uh, the flight time is 20 minutes and you get to view a distance of 57 miles. So it is very nice. And, but my favorite part is that you're in these, you know, these bubbles, right? Mm-hmm. That are going around these carriages. You can hook up your music via Bluetooth so you can listen to your own music as you are looking over the town. It is quite nice. That is very nice. It is terrifying. Yeah. But it is also lovely. So there you go. Wonderful. If you're in Orlando, go to Icon Park, get on the Ferris wheel, and then play some arcade games and be a kid again. 
I'm going to Orlando uh, very soon. So, and my son is afraid of heights, so we'll be sure to do that. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Mom, thank you for thank joining you. us for and this thank episode. You. And thank you. And thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And thank you. And you. Oh, <laughs> it's just a thank fest over here. <laughs> and until our next thank fest, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. I'm Mom. <laughs> Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our ox cart man is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird.